www.thepeoplesmovement.org today. This is how we do every day. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. 1033 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 TQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Oh, hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as yacht rock. These yacht rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number one hits, and every song has a story behind it. Let me tell you one. Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, on a uh, jam-packed uh, Wednesday afternoon. May still get one more guest. Okay. Trying to get Dustin Poirier. He was out there uh, early today uh, handing out his uh, school supplies and, and backpacks. Oh, yeah. I think about a thousand his, uh, of them. Doesn't he, it wasn't his event today? It was today. Yeah. We were out there uh, earlier today, and I... They started about 10 minutes early, so we didn't get a chance to specifically talk to uh, to Dustin. But um, when I left at 10.35 so I could get to Raging Cajun's media day, the line was still the same. Oh, okay. They, he had handed out a bunch, but it was like a Disney, it was like a Disney line. Uh, through, okay. through the maze of service Chevrolet packed. on it, on Ambassador. Yeah, it was packed. People want to uh, see Dustin, man. It's a little bit odd, though. There was like a... <laughs> Not really trying to pick on somebody, but you're driving like an LQ80 Lexus, huge SUV. Who, Dustin? No, oh, somebody else was. Somebody else. I'm like, do you really need the $30 worth of school supplies? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. It's supposed to be for the less fortunate. Yes. Not for the people who are driving. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. You're probably not show up in like an $80,000 automobile okay, or whatever me, that is. Let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Do you think maybe they were driving through just to see Dustin, maybe drop off a donation themselves? Oh, no, they got three. 
Oh, never mind then. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm judging. I, 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 no, know. no, you, I'm judging them. You don't have to judge I, them. On the other hand, maybe <laughs> they have the $80,000 automobile because they keep on getting free school supplies. <laughs> Could look at it that way. Right? You know. uh, oh, anyway, it was, it was a great event. And uh, congratulations to Dustin Poirier, Tim Metcalf, and the crew over there. And everybody helping out at, at Service uh, Chevrolet and Cadillac there. And Ambassador was outstanding. We'll post some, I did post some video. Um, got a good one of, of Dustin Handon. Uh, some backpacks to some kids, but we'll we'll put it together and show everybody what it was about. Uh, all right, so it was Raging Cajuns Media Day today. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll talk about that to begin with. We got Corey Diaz coming up, Raging Cajuns beat writer at 3.30. 4 o'clock, we got Scott Watkins. We'll start to preview the Sun Belt. He is the beat writer for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that at uh, 4.30... I can't remember my own show. <laughs> you want me to pull it up for I you? I got it. We got Wilson Alexander mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Baton Rouge uh, Advocate talking LSU. And uh, Ben Wooldridge, the Raging Cajuns starting QB, nice. will hop on at 530. That'll be great. Right, so. Also, we're on Camara Watch. We are on Alvin Kamara watch. Yep. All right. Who? So who is reporting this? Um. So, oh, that he's going to get uh, suspended, suspended today. today? Yeah. Hold on. I believe it's Dove Kleiman. Um, That's not a real person. Is, is that not? No, it's not a real person. He's, oh. getting, he's getting his news from somebody else. Nobody knows who that is. Okay, so let me see who he said. Oh, from Rappaport. Okay, all right. Ah, I did not know Doug yeah, Climber that, was, that, was not a real person. Well, I mean, it is. Someone's running that account, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not him. He's not gotcha, a, gotcha, he's gotcha. Not a uh, an official member of the media. He just regurgitates What people the say. News. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, right. Rappaport said um, Alvin Kamara is expected to be suspended for the incident, but how long could be uh, is determined from his meeting with Goodell today. Or his meeting with Goodell yesterday, whenever okay. it happened. All right. Yeah. But it was expected today? That's what uh, Rappaport yes, said? The, the, expect, the suspension is expected to drop today. That's what, That's what Rappaport, Rappaport said. said. Okay. Yeah, I have the All video, right. too, of him uh, reporting on it, if you want. Uh, that's okay. We'll, okay. we'll do that a little bit later. Gotcha. Right. So 269-1077, 269-1077. Meanwhile, uh, every, you know, it's run amok all of a sudden. You know, what's going on with Arizona to the Big 12? Mm-hmm. All, oh. of a, all of a sudden, um, Oregon and Washington seem to be going to the Big 10, which is what Oregon wanted to begin with. Mm-hmm. And somehow FSU is trying to get out of the ACC. She, college football is a hot mess right now, all well, the way it. around. I, I love it. I don't think it's a hot mess. I think it's a ho- awesome, except what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. My Syracuse Orange are going to be left standing up while the music stops. Oh. That's what's going to happen. All right. But you don't think this is like. I love it, too, for our business and what we do, but you don't think it's, like, an issue for the sport, all of this happening? Like, Not really. Keep comp- uh, conferences losing teams and essentially conferences well, I think it's bad. imploding? I do, I do think it's bad that the Pac-12 is imploding. Mm-hmm. Okay, that these guys couldn't figure out, right? You can make a mistake. Like, this is a great segue into Mike Desimo. Gotcha. And we got a great clip of him. It's actually... Had audio issues at the press conference, but I had Mike come on Locked On Sunbelt, which will be out tomorrow. We'll have actually part one and part two, and this will be the end of part two. But you'll get uh, you'll get the audio um, when, when you when you have when you keep on doing the same mistakes. What the Pac-12 did, right? When you set up a when you set up a network and then don't get the carrier to not the carrier, but the you know even it up with ESPN or Directv, go into business with somebody who can help you spread the word. And it doesn't get any better year after year after year. You know, that's how the Long, Longhorn Network should have been successful. I know it's only one 
one school, but, but it is a huge, huge yeah. school in the state of Texas, I'm right? You. So they should have been able to figure that out. All right. So Mike, so you got to make the adjustment. So Mike Decimo, basically, although very different, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, on the staff as a head coach, and on staff as a head coach. But he's the hometown kid, played college ball here, got the gig, you know, basically 24 hours before the Sunbelt Championship game. It was announced after the championship game. He's got to go a recruit. Then you got to get ready for the bowl game. Then he's, you know, dealing with transfers and more coaches leaving than first thought. And then he's on the recruiting uh, road again. And just the way he didn't have a chance to set up last season for the team that he had. And so he basically kept it the same, which was not fair to the team because, you know, for a better part of a decade, the Cajuns have been an outstanding running football team. Some years better than others, but all the way back to what Alonzo Harris and Eli McGuire through, you know, Chris Smith and company and, you know, Trey Regis and Raymond Clay Jr. and Eli Mitchell and, you know, Montreal uh, Johnson as well. You know, all these guys were really good, and they had a young offensive line. They were breaking in one or two quarterbacks last year, and by the time they got to spring ball, it was like, oh, my God, what have we done? We can't really change what we're doing, although he does say, I think, in this answer, it got a little bit more normal when we got to spring ball. So now he's being the head coach a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it's a really a fascinating answer. This is When, I, when we play this in the next segment, not gotcha. now, when we play in the next segment, it's a five-minute answer. All I did was cut off my question. Okay. And the way we record, I should press stop recording, but <laughs> we get the good stuff when that happens. But hey. I deleted what was said at the end, which was just, thanks for coming on. This was supposed to end at 8. It's 7.58. So I'm excited to hear because no. I... It's a really... You, these are answers that you don't get from coaches when they admit, look, this is what happened last year. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. All right? I, new on the job and fascinating stuff that, again... When you're hearing it, mm-hmm. and you know this, this is yeah. I have a problem with this, a problem at Mobile. If I'm on the phone with you, I may be doing something more than just listening to your answers. True. All right? <laughs> I could be looking something up on the web. Very true. Could be looking something up that has nothing to do with what's going on at the mm-hmm. time. That is an issue that I have. No, on, all, all interviewers, you, you, the multitask during the interview. Right. I'm locked on Sunbelt. There is no multitasking. So I'm listening, to, plus you're looking at me, so I can't mm-hmm. really do anything. Uh, other than I did answer Kane Womack because he's he, he's supposed to come on at 8, and he's like, can we do 8.30? And I said, sure. But I'm excited to see the yeah. Cajuns' new retooled offensive line, this run game. Like, I, Well, they're pretty much set on yeah. the offensive line. Yep. They need the right tackle. Mm-hmm. The right tackle who's supposed to be the right tackle is out. Could be back week one, but not planning on that. And one of the guys that was supposed to be involved has a foot injury. He's out for the year. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, I just got to go back and hear what he said because I don't know who he's talking about. Oh, I don't, yeah. I, you know, I just, you know, for not being here for three years, yeah. I'm not aware of. I can find that out for the you really quick. Game. Well, I just ask my brother who got hurt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he, no, he, he told oh, he us. Said, okay, yeah, he gotcha, was gotcha, not gotcha. names. He's gotcha. When, if you guys want to listen to it, it's outstanding. Again, it'll be on lockdown. Some we'll have part one tomorrow and part two, um, the next day on Friday. But we will play what he because I wanted to know about year one because I basically Clay Helton, right? Usually when coaches get new jobs, mm-hmm. it's in December. And you're scrambling, 
right? You probably missed the early signing period. You can't worry about that too much. But you're moving your family. A lot of times you got to get new schools for the kids. Do they come now or do they wait until the spring to join you? You could be having, you know, you could be on your own while the, the wife is taking care of the kids somewhere else. Um, you're trying to put together a staff. You got the transfer portal. You got to worry about NIL, all that stuff, right? Well, here that was, you know, for Clay at, at Georgia Southern, it was a little bit different because he got the job in November. So he can put all this together, and then he's getting all his assistants. You know, he's not scrambling to get assistants. You know, he's already moved in and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he has his Desimo, full crew. Desimo is different because he's already here. Yep. Right? He, he was coaching high school football before he was on the staff with the Cajuns. I think HUD brought him in, stayed through Napier. Uh, he's very familiar with the culture, right? He's this Cajun through and through. And yet he said, you know, my head was spinning for about the first three months of the process. And by the time he realized what was going on, he couldn't really change it. We were kind of stuck with what we were doing. Now, although it kind of feels like they're going to go back to what they wanted to do in 21 because their offensive line is better now than it was. All right. And they got a lot of turnover in the receivers. So we shall see. All right. So what are expectations for the Raging Cajuns in 2023? You want to go through the, uh, like we do, go, go through the schedule? Yeah, let's go through the schedule. All right. Because I, I think I did it and you can see... Eight and four, nine and three. Okay. Let me pull this up and we'll go. We'll do our typical go through. Go ahead. Oh, we do have a caller. All right. All right. Who's, uh, all right. Who's on the phone? We tried to contact oh. you. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got the schedule pulled up. Okay. They start with Northwestern State. So one and L. Yep. All right. Old Dominion. I'm going to go two and L. And that's at Old Dominion. That's at ODU. Gotcha. I mean, they will be favored in that ballgame. Mm-hmm. Probably not by a whole lot. Uh, and it would depend on ODU plays Virginia Tech. So if somehow ODU upsets Virginia Tech, ODU will be favored in that football yeah. game. But most likely the Cajuns will be favored by three or four points in that game. Okay. Next one we got is UAB, who you... I was um, down UAB's on good. UAB. Yeah, yeah, you, you, UAB's you told me good. UAB's right. good. The, okay. the difference is, is that Trent Dilfer will be coaching his first college oh, football game. Oh, okay. Right. But I, that's on the road. UAB will most likely be favored, so that's 2-1. 2-1, okay. On the road in Buffalo. No, it, I think that game's here. Oh, you're right. My, I just put my glasses back okay. on. Uh, yes, at home so against three and one. Uh, uh, Buffalo. Right. Even though I do think this Buffalo team... Will shock some people. I do think it'll be a decent team. You know, I would believe you if I knew if I thought you knew anything about Buffalo. <laughs> Look, we looked it up last time. You and, don't know. A, you don't know a looked, darn thing about I Buffalo. Name we, the head coach at Buffalo. Oh no! Well, I, okay, I, I, there I, you go. You I, I was talking about from the statistical side when we looked it up. You looked at the records. You have no idea. You can't name one person from Buffalo. Look. I watched some videos on the on the Buffalo Bulls. They have a good. I'm impressed a really that you good, know their nickname. They have a really good running back. Okay, really good running. What's back. What's his name? Hold on, I'm gonna. Uh, well, now you're gonna get me. No, it's Ron Cook Jr. Okay, Ron Cook Jr. is right. a really uh, highly recruited. I watched a video on it. I was on TikTok and people were talking about schools that people need to be on the watch for. Right. And Buffalo was one of them. I looked it Where up. Where else was he recruited to? Uh, Ron Cook Jr. Yeah. Um, he had some uh, other D1 recruits. Let me uh, right. some other D1 offers. I'm all gonna right. look that up right. and give it to well, you. Well, let's not get off topic. Anyways, all right. So keep on going. So but, okay, so we got Buffalo, which three Min- and uh, Minnesota, three and two, three and two. Okay. So then after Minnesota, we go to Texas State. That's uh, at, but it's at home. That's four and two. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, at home against Georgia State. That's five and two. Uh, then we go on the road to your squad, South, South Alabama. Alabama. Okay, so five and three. And then uh, on the road to Arkansas State, six and three. Uh, at home rival game, rivalry week, rivalry game yep. in Southern Miss. A seven and three on the road against Troy. 
Seven and four. And then back home, ULM. So that's eight and four. Can they, okay. can they, uh, can you get one of those harder games? Yeah. Can you beat, can you beat Troy? Can you beat South? Can you avoid losing to Southern Miss? Right? Mm hmm. Can you beat UAB on the road? Right? Honestly, you need one of those road games at the end of the season against Arkansas State, South Alabama, or Troy. You need one of them. Well, you're taking Arkansas State. I gave Marcus. Oh, you State. get okay. I gave okay. Arkansas well, State. if you can get yeah, one yeah. of South Alabama or Troy, that'll be so. Huge. I, I see. I really see, barring injury, okay. Mm-hmm. Like their floor is seven. Yeah, and that's not they, bad. They're going to win seven ball games this year, and they could win nine or more. Mm-hmm. But I would like. I think that's what they're over under seven and a half. We'll take that. Are the we'll futures out? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's take a timeout. We'll hear the, the answer to Mike Desimo what he said on. Was I actually locked on Sunbelt? Your team every day. Uh, it's a five-minute answer, so get ready for it. it it's, I edited my question. I took the question out, and uh, then the end of the recording, which we just wrapped it up and said goodbye. So We'll be back after this. Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, Corey Diaz, Daily Advertisers, Raging Cage Beat Writer coming up at the bottom of the hour on 103.3. The GOAT! Pardon us what we butt in with a little common sense. Hey. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Here's another tip from Terrio Family Dental. Brushing and flossing after each meal to maintain your lovely smile is one of the easiest ways to improve your dental health. Brushing and flossing allow you to get rid of food and plaque that accumulates between teeth and gums. Brush your teeth and tongue for at least two minutes with a soft bristle toothbrush and fluoride toothpaste and follow with some floss and see your dentist at least twice a year. For more tips and advice from Terrio Family Dental. Log on to this Town Square Media Radio Station's website. The caring and friendly staff at Terrio Dental understands that going to the dentist for many people is no walk in the park and can be downright scary. That's the reason Terrio Dental offers sedation dentistry. Medication can be given prior to reduce anxiety and they can provide nitrous oxide during the procedure. You can trust Terrio Dental to take the fear away and help you maintain a healthy and beautiful smile. See them at 121 Rue Louis XIV off Collie Saloon or their new location, 329 Iberia Street, Youngsville, or visit LafayetteLADentist.com. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of nonstop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. 
She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down in accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable, dominating. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Don't let someone get your goat. <coughs> There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. edition of Sports Chat, 103.3 The Goat. Bottom of the hour, Corey Diaz hopping on. We've got Scott Watkins talking Southern Miss at 4. Wilson Alexander talking LSU at 4.30. And the quarterback of the Raging Cajuns, Ben Woldridge at 5.30. Maybe, maybe not. Dustin Poirier at 5. We'll see. Uh, all right, so had, again, had the chance. It was Raging Cajuns Media Day today, but actually better audio with uh, the coach being on my podcast, Locked On Sunbelt, which you can subscribe to on YouTube, um, or wherever you get your audio podcast, as it turns out. But I asked him, you know, because of his you know, special situation, being local, having played here, living here, you know, what was year one like? And, you know, what can you do better uh, in year two? Year one was, it was, um, it, it, was just, it just all happened. It just happened so fast and it was just kind of one thing into the next and you know i find out you know on sunday we announced that i'm getting the job after the conference championship we we literally had a staff meeting for an hour and a half for me to figure out what coaches were still here what coaches were staying here to make a recruiting plan because we were on the road the next day to go recruiting and then to talk about the official visit that we were going to have the following weekend on starting on friday because everyone's going on the road, going separate ways. Um, so that's that's how it starts. You have an hour and a half meeting, and you have to do all these things. So then you're on the road, you come back. Then you get back. It's bowl game preparation. Um, you know, we had a lot of things going on around the bowl game that, uh, you know, kind of never really get into. But, you know, you go through the bowl game, so you finally win that. You think you can take a breath, and then, bang, it's, it's the transfer portal, and it's – it's, you know, the coaches that you lost that you didn't think were, were leaving. Um, all these things just kind of kept happening, you know, and then it rolls over to January recruiting, right? Then you're trying to put together a signing class because you lost a couple right. in that signing class. You lost more players trying to figure out how many you need. So you get into January and, and you just keep running. And I think kind of all of that, I, I didn't I didn't take the time. I didn't make the time, I guess I should say to really kind of reflect on what I wanted to do that off season with that team, um, mm -hmm. as far as the strength and conditioning and, and just the way that that was structured, because that team that we had last year was a totally different football team than what we had the two previous years, right? Two previous years were extremely veteran guys that had been here a long time and our off season program was, was, was really good for them. Um, our guys last year and, and needed, some changes. They needed more strength work. They needed more, you know, they needed more weight room stuff than what we used to do. And, um, you know, kind of wasn't until we got in the spring ball that I realized like, Oh my goodness, I, I kind of, 
I made the, the mistake that I said I'd never make. I kind of said, well, we're going to do what we, this is what we used to do. So we're going to do it. Um, and I was kicking myself in the butt because I knew that that it was, it was too late at that point to go back. Right. Um, so once it, it probably really wasn't until we got to spring football last year that it finally slowed down and it felt like, okay, you know, th- there's time to reflect on things and to look at it. And, um, you know, in year two, it's been, you know, continuity has been good. Our roster stayed intact really way better than it did last year. Um, our coaching staff were one of seven staffs in division one football to not lose a single assistant coach with only one in the Sun Belt. Um, you have a lot of players that are coming back that have played significant snaps. It's like, you know, we're connected right now um, in a way where last year we we're trying to figure it out a little bit. And I mean, shoot, I, I was, you know, I tell the players and staff, you know, I'm, I'm the first one to say, yeah, I was trying to figure it out too. You know, it was all sure. spinning, going pretty fast for a little yeah. while. And, you know, you, you're, you're drinking out of a fire hose is what, you know, the term they use, but that's really what it felt like. And, um, you know, so there, there was just a lot of things, you know, going on that, you know, I think one of the things hiring people in college, you know, as a college head coach is one of the things that I didn't realize was going to be that hard. You know, um, it seems like everybody wants to get into college athletics. I'm not even just talking about position coaches. I'm talking about any job that you've got. That's right. It's I mean, it's it's dozens, you know, hundreds sometimes of, of emails and texts and calls and, you know, for positions that, you know, you know, you think, wow, you know, I can't believe there's that much interest in it. So that 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 type of stuff that, you know, you know, you have to do it, but you don't realize how time consuming that is. And really, you know, at certain points, how stressful that can be. Um, you know, all that stuff was just, you know, you got to You got to learn on the run a little bit. And, and I certainly made mistakes. Um, I'm as critical of myself, though, I think, as anybody ever could be. And um you know, we've worked really hard this offseason to, to remedy some of these things and to make sure that we're doing the best thing for this football team. And, um, you know, I, I just I just can't wait because, you know, we're about to get started here, you know, a little bit later today. And I know that we have a really talented young team. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of sophomores and a lot of juniors, but it's a lot of kids that have played a lot. So it's fun because I feel like the ceiling can be really high for this team. Um, you know, but those experiences have to pay off this year and we as coaches have to put them in positions to, uh, you know, to feel like there's something on the line, to feel like there's a little bit of pressure in practice. And, uh, you know, I just I'm excited about it because every every year you go into camp and, and my goodness, if, you, if you're not excited about it right now and you don't feel like, you know, you're not optimistic and it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a terrible year for you, you know, I mean, if you can't feel good about what you got right now and, uh, and we certainly do. I mean, we got a ton in five minutes. Yeah. Usually you don't. Know, when I asked Randy Shannon that in Miami, like in either year two or year three, he wanted no part of that question. And we got a lot out of Mike Desimo that, yeah, we got named and got the gig, you know, like the night before the Sunbelt Championship, got named it afterwards, and, you know, we're losing kids and losing coaches, and then we play the bowl game, and we're losing more, and, you know, by the time we put the plan together, it wasn't going to fit that uh, that team. So, um, really good stuff. Again, we will have part one, uh, and he goes through all the guys who are up for the, the, um, um, the right tackle. Okay. Wide receiver and corner position, I believe he does. But we'll have part one tomorrow and part two 
on Friday, Locked on Sunbelt, wherever, well, YouTube, actually. Mm -hmm. Also, audio podcast, wherever you get that. Um, And we'll post the video of the of the press conference. The audio won't be great, but you should still be able to hear them. All right, let's take a timeout. Corey Diaz. Raging Cajun beat writer from the Daily Advertiser. Up next on a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Like a worn-out recording Of a tape What we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Martini's 2023 Lafayette's Absolute Best Martini Competition and Teeny Tour to benefit Healing House, Hope for Grieving Children is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of any entree of their featured Teeny Tuesday. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Bezos, Mercy Kitchen, Chops Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase martinis a la maison package and receive two hand-painted martinis glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist, Candace Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Mercy Kitchen to try their absolute Judy Dreams Martini. Martinis 2023, presented by Town Square Media, Moss Motors, Bourbon Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and Alone Funeral Home. At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in a booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 
All right, Dave Schultz. All right, there we are. All right. Long intro. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, Dave Schultz, Lynn Burton on a, a Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock Edition Sports Chat. Scott Watkins previewing Southern Miss coming up here at 4. We got Wilson Alexander, 4.30, talking LSU Tigers. Ben Wooldridge expected and scheduled to be on at 5.30, the Raging Cajuns quarterback, coming back this year from ACL injury last November. Let's talk to our guy, Corey Diaz. From the uh, Daily Advertiser, we caught up with you in New Orleans. We caught up with you before New Orleans. Uh, what did we learn today from uh, Mike Desimo and his coaches and players? Yeah, uh, I think one of the one of the resounding, uh, I guess, messages, for a lack of a better word, um, that at least I picked up from talking with. Several players today, uh, Des touched on it um, when he had availability with us at the end of uh, UL's media day was, look, this this is a year where, um, you know, last year didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. And so this year they're, they're coming back for, quote, unquote, as some players told me, you know, coming back for things that they feel like is theirs. So it's, it's they've kind of coined it revenge tour um and you know i've had some players talk to me today about how you know they had some uh teams react to beating them last year and and uh they were celebrating like it was their super bowl and so there's a lot of uh disrespect that they felt that they had gotten from some of their conference mates and so um so this team seems to be uh in a place mentally where it's back out to where it feels like it has something to prove. And then I think Schultz, and you know this probably as well as I do, uh, after being around this program for a while, it, it's probably been a while since a, a, a raging Cajun football team felt like it had something to prove. And so it'll be interesting to kind of see, obviously, how this thing progresses. Um, but seems like the guys, especially the ones that they've brought in for us to, to visit with today, um, they all seem to be on the same page and of, and of one accord. And um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, he, he basically said the same thing uh, to me this morning on the podcast, which will be out tomorrow, actually be out Friday, uh, this portion of it, is you don't usually get that from a head coach saying, you know, because of everything that was going on, the plan that we came up with last year just didn't fit the team. Uh, but we stuck with it, and we're hoping that pays off this year. It feels like this year's plan, I will rephrase that, the plan for, you know, the, the previous administration, you know, the previous coaching staff is going to work with this team, which was not going to work with last year's team. Yeah, no, you know, it, it's interesting, Dave, because uh, when I was visiting with Dez in, in New Orleans last week, you know, he he mentioned to me that last year he felt like, he was just grasping the reins of the UL football program. But now coming into this year, he does 
fully and wholly feels like it's his football program. So, uh, you know, and I've talked to a couple of guys today. I've talked to other, you know, just kind of what that, what a, a, a full, you know, Michael Desimo, you know, football program looks like and, and how does it differ from, you know, what it looked like when Billy was there. And, and um, you know, and you can go back to, you know, Des's career as a, you know, as a quarterback and as a football player, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't really flashy, right? Um, he wasn't really a guy that was going to throw for, you know, 5,000 yards in a season, you know, and he always looked to lower the shoulder when that opportunity presented itself and try to fight for that extra yard or two. And I think this team's, or at least again, and I think we had all three of the of the running backs um, with us today and we visited with all three of them. And they all kind of shared that same uh, sort of mentality, right, of, of look, you know, we're obviously trying to fight to get back what we feel like is rightfully ours, obviously at the end of that, meaning Sunbelt Conference Championship and getting back to a situation where they could be in conversations for, you know, New Year's Six Bowl or what have you. Um, but it, it's it's about just kind of fighting for, you know, that respect, right? It's fighting for that extra yard. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think kind of what uh, was there when Billy was there, um, it probably looks closer uh, in terms of what kind of group he had. Uh, this year's team looks a little closer to what he had than maybe say last year's team. But um, you know, I think this, I think this team, and I think Des, and I think his coach, I think the coaching staff. You know, obviously him retaining every single on-field assistant, which uh, there's only a handful of schools that did that throughout college football. Um, that's going to be a big advantage, I think, because there's there a lot of the you know, time that I think players spend with their position coaches to get familiar and, you know, maybe the little, the odds and ends of how they want to operate. Uh, there, there's no guessing with that as, as long as they're not true freshmen coming in and just reporting to campus. And so the, most of the guys that, that this coaching staff is going to be depending on to contribute and be effective and produce on Saturdays, they've already been with for over a year. So a lot of that learning curve has been cut off. And so um, I, I do anticipate this team performing better than last year's team. Talking to Corey Diaz, Raging Cajun's beat writer from the Daily Advertiser. All right, so they went from a very young offensive line to basically having their offensive line set outside of the right tackle. The right tackle is was supposed to be Quentin Williams, but he got uh, banged up in spring he's hoped to be back when they start labor day weekend but you know as he said hoping is not going to work you got to plan ahead so what are we looking at at the right tackle position yeah you know uh des kind of he walked through a couple scenarios you know you could see a a a younger guy a name that doesn't uh that not a lot of fans know about just yet and, and trent murphy could could be a guy that takes over that right tackle spot. Uh, George Jackson, who did play um, in several games last year, um, you know, and I think he was a guy that, and I think George would even admit this too, if we had some uh, opportunity to visit with him, but I don't think he performed uh, at least as consistent as he would have hoped uh, last year. And so there were some games where, um, you know, he rotated in and out and, and things of that nature. So, but it is a guy who has a lot of snaps and a lot of playing time under his belt. So, um, and, and, you know, and there's a, a scenario where uh, a young guy by the name of Bryant Williams could play left tackle 
for, for UL. And if that scenario played itself out, then Des said that they would just take Nathan Thomas, who had a really good uh, first year starting at left tackle last year, that they feel more than comfortable because he's so versatile and so skilled and, and really probably overall their best offensive lineman. They would just move Nathan over to the right tackle spot. So uh, there's a there's a couple of things that you know uh, Des and uh, you know his coaching staff could could tinker with. Obviously with these with these four weeks that they have before the game start up, um, you know just to kind of see what the best five you know would be. And so, um, but I just know from from visiting with uh, with Wooldridge today, with visiting with the three running backs. Um, in terms of feel and level of confidence uh, between heading into preseason practice last year versus this year, I mean, it's 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 night and day difference in terms of that. So I, I think right tackle, yeah, it's a little bit of a question mark, but I think with with where everyone else is coming back and how much experience that is, I mean, I think the offensive line's probably going to be top to bottom, probably the most consistent group uh, on the football team. All right, let's shift it over to the defense. We're talking to Corey Diaz from the Daily Advertiser. Uh, how can this team get better defensively? They do have some holes to fill after the transfer portal. Yeah, look, you know, and and, and you know, we kind of we kind of peppered uh, Lamar Morgan about you know these two positions uh, earlier today, but I think but I think these two position groups are, are going to be really key. Obviously, your cornerbacks. And your your pass rush, so your edge defenders, as well as your you know some of your interior guys on the defensive line. I mean, it, it's the pass rush wasn't where it needed to be last year, even with a Zion Hill Green and, and an Andre Jones. I mean, I think we I think we all kind of expected maybe a little bit more out of that. Um, I think in some of your games where teams threw the ball a little more, I think quarterbacks had a little more time to throw than what we would think they would have. You know, i.e. like Georgia Southern, and so. Uh, I think pass rush is going to be an emphasis, um, and I'm sure it has been throughout spring, and it will be during preseason to get that to get that as best as it possibly could be. And obviously, your cornerbacks. I mean, you know, you lost Eric Gare, um, and you were supposed to get Trey Amos back, but he's now in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama with Nick Saban, uh, and you've got some guys that have obviously played some snaps. I mean, Amir McDaniel. Uh, Keon Martin, who's a guy that played a lot at Youngstown State, but played sparingly last year. But he's a na- that's a name that I've heard a lot this offseason. Uh, coaches really like how Keon Martin's really uh, progressed and improved since last season. Uh, but these are, I mean, these are guys that are going to, you know, they're going to be counted on to, to make plays. And, you know, at that position, you know, it's one of the more tap, um, you know, task oriented positions on on the field you know you're you're basically asked to be by yourself be on an island and, and lock down a guy so um so th- i think those are the two positions uh, in terms of defense um where i think yeah you've got the biggest question marks um and you've got some guys that have played some snaps but now they're going to be thrust kind of in that in more of that spotlight and, and how will they you know, how will they embrace that situation? Will they will they rise to the occasion? Will they kind of cower in it? So, um, you know, we obviously don't, won't know that until September gets here. But um, I, I know there's options there at both of those positions. And so, I think I think the preseason I think preseason will be spent kind of rotating a lot of those guys in and out. And um, so, we'll obviously see who they'll you know decide to to roll out there come September second. 
Wrapping things up with Corey Diaz from the Daily Advertiser on a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. All right, since we're not in Iowa and we're in Louisiana, we could talk about betting. Uh, the Raging Cajuns have a win total of uh, 7.5, which I think is probably correct because I think their floor, if we go through the schedule, is 7, and I'm basically going on who they will be favored against. But I, th- I think their, their ceiling could be 9. Uh, you know, can they beat UAB? Can they go on the road and beat a Troy or a South Alabama? And all of a sudden, you can have a really special season. I see this team probably finishing eight and four. I think that's pretty good. I, the Sun Belt is not what the Sun Belt used to be. This is not your father's Sun Belt of a couple of years ago. Uh, I think eight and four is a pretty solid season if you're the Raging Cajuns. I don't know if they're winning the Sun Belt championship, but I think that's a solid season. Yeah, no, I, I think. Um... You know, I think where, you know, where the program was last year when Des took over um, and kind of what you what you normally hope to see, right, in terms of uh, year one to year two progression with, a you know, a coaching staff and a, and a football program. Uh, I mean, I personally think, you know, eight wins would, would be deemed a, a successful season for Des and his staff in, in their second year. Um, you know, you're – there's some games, you know, like – like what's Texas state going to look like under, under GJ Klein, you know, Kenny early, you know, will that, will they be a team that's been able to, to really sort of, you know, lock in on all the schematics that he's obviously implementing over there, or is it, is it going to be an offense that's still very much a work in progress? You know, they, they catch them, I think what week five or six. So it's in a, (laughs) the game's located in a, in a spot of the season where, you know, if, if they've got it down, I mean, this is a team that's going to want to throw the ball 40 times a game. And so, and again, going back to, you know, new cornerbacks and things like that, you know, how, how well are they gelling for, for UL and, and what's that, you know, what's that matchup going to look like? I mean, um, you know, so you've got some, you've got some intriguing games. I think getting Southern Miss at home on a Thursday night. Um, and again, I think Schultz, I think you and I talked about it at, at Sunbelt Media Day. I think if there was a quarterback battle coming into the year, I would probably say the Southern Miss game was probably going to be a loss. But with, but with Wildridge back 100% healthy and Des saying that's our guy, I think Ben, with what we've seen out of him last year when he was playing and he was 100%, uh, that Southern Miss game now flips for me from a loss to a win mm. Thursday night game at home. Right. So you got some games like that that I think, uh, you know, before we learned about Ben Wooldridge and his health and, and him being fully healthy, that I thought were losses that I think now are probably wins. So I'm with you, Schultz. I mean, I I had them with, with seven wins. Um but so that seven and a half is a, is apparently a good line. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, if, if Ben plays even better, which I, I think he, you know, talked a lot about him today with some of his teammates and and just what he injected into this team with how he attacked his rehab and, and ensured his his health coming into preseason. I know his teammates are literally jacked up. So um, you know, again, so he he may he may qualify for even more wins than what I think he might. And so they could, they could end up winning nine. So, we'll, you know, right. we'll see. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a really interesting. It's a really interesting schedule. And I think there's some games, like I said, like the Texas state game, right. Or, you know, old dominion, even week two is kind of a weird game because it's the longest they would ever have to travel in the conference. And so it's, you know, it, it's interesting. This, some of the placement of the games on the schedule is uh, pretty cool, but um, you know, if they could get hot early, I mean, yeah, I think eight wins is easily achievable, and I think nine is probably gettable too. Yeah. All right. What are you working on here? What what uh, what's coming out here 
as uh, you went through media day today. And they practice, what they say, 6.30 tomorrow night? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, 6, 6.30 tomorrow. Well, you know, listen, we got to somehow try to avoid the 117, you know, heat index outside. Yeah, but we got to um, avoid a 9 p.m. press conference. God. <laughs> well, you know, listen, uh, <laughs> a, a 9.30 press conference is probably better than none, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so... But, yeah, no, look, I, I spent a lot of time with, with Wolders today, um, you know, how he was able to get back. And, and again, I, I think I was given some really good stuff from his teammates about his, um, you know, his journey through his rehab and, and how much he wanted to get back for his guy. So we'll have some, I'll have something tomorrow on the advertiser.com on, um, you know, on Ben and, and him being able to get back and kind of just what that means, you know, for this team through the eyes of his teammates. Um, and again, you know, I, we spent a lot of time talking about this revenge tour and I got some insight on kind of the origins of it and, uh, what that means for this team and, and why it's going to be something that could fuel it too. Like you and I are just talking about Schulte, you know, an eight or a nine or even more uh, right. in terms of wins for the season. And so lots of stuff coming out of media day. Uh, we got some really good stuff. We talked to some really good, uh, really good guys that I think are going to be major contributors for this team this year. So, um, so we're we're about a month away, and um, it doesn't seem real, but uh, college football's back. It certainly is. You know what? Uh, hashtag There's always a bright side. We could do work, you know, at a you know at a watering hole after the press conference. There's that. <laughs> yeah, let's don't, let's don't do that. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, he is uh, Corey Diaz from the uh, Daily Advertiser. Appreciate it. hopping on, Corey. We'll we'll talk with you soon. Appreciate you, Schultz. Take care. All right. I mean, if we're going to have like an 8.39 p.m. press conference mm-hmm. and we want to put out, a, you know, could have a bet, Of course, he could just, you know, come over to my place. We could open up a bottle. <laughs> I got a few of those. We don't have to actually pay for the bourbon, right? That's funny. Um, or sad. <laughs> yeah. well, look, look, I didn't want to be negative. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, we'll be back as uh, Lyndon is uh, studying the Buffalo Bills. Oh, roster no, 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 no. As, as, he, as he seems to know that that I, team inside I have a story out. coming up on 1033 the goat some major oh. stuff going down all right and we figured out who it could be tied to it's, it's oh. insane also also by the way we're up to 1.25 billion dollars in the lottery yeah didn't hit it yeah didn't hit it <laughs> you well, sound disappointed I will, I will. i'm gonna buy a ticket again for uh next How tuesday can you, not? you got to got to keep doing it until it goes i'm gonna hit it next week though don't I, you worry yeah yeah Somewhere, usually I get like a $20, $40. I haven't gotten anything. Zero. Zero. But don't worry, I'm going to hit it, and I got you, Dave. I'm going to give you at least 50000 Now it's up to 50000 Yeah, because it's right. the, it goes up, you know? The burden goes up. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you know. No, I appreciate that. Plus, you're a good boss. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. Better be, you, win, you win $750 million. It's better be more than fifty grand. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, back after this, Dave Schultz, Leonard Burton, putting a bow on hour number one. Uh, 103 the GOAT. You can do Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Mess with the goat. You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. Creepy. The lyric is creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing it anymore because I realized oh, okay. the lyrics literally like um, the other yes. day. I was looking up to Barry. I was looking she at him up. Just She's just 16 years old? How old was he when he dropped this? I have no idea, but this, yeah, it's a little, this is about a 40 year old song. Um, 45 year old yeah. song. I don't know how old he was, but yes. Dude's a little creepy. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Beatles did the same thing, right? Oh, see, I didn't know that. She's just 17, and uh, you know what I mean. Same thing. Uh, Doesn't mean it's not creepy. Yeah. But his song is a little bit more his haunting. Little, yeah, he, yeah, and yeah, it has that dark melody, Benny Mardones. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no more Benny Mardones. No, oh, well, we'll get a different Benny Mardones. <laughs> okay. Sheila, uh, Sheila C. is actually a sad song about, oh, a, okay. about a crash. So. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right, so I mean, we got lots going on here. Dan Wetzel reporting right from Yahoo mm-hmm. that 
Oregon and Washington seem to be heading to the Big Ten. That came out earlier today. Let me see. Group of Big Ten presidents have begun exploratory discussions on expansion in light of Pac-12 uncertainty, industry sources tell Yahoo Sports. Focus is possibly adding Oregon and Washington to move to 18 members or Cal and Stanford to reach 20. Okay. I mean, the Pac-12 may not make opening day the way we're going. Like the Pac-12 may dissolve before we kick it off September Jeez. 2nd. So where would they, where would they, right. uh, where would they play? I have no idea. Yeah, like I'm, where would some of these schools like Washington State would be just Mountain, West, Mountain West? Oh my I don't goodness. Know. Talk about a downgrade. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, discussions are in very early stages. Sources say no decision on expanding at all has been made or is imminent. All right. Big Ten may choose to wait to see what happens with other Pac-12 members, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, and the Big 12 conference before deciding whether to expand or not. Also, Florida State has basically said, we're leaving. We got to figure out how to get. They're not hiding their plans. They're out of there. Whereas other people, well, how they get out of there is a different story. But other people are like, you know, you didn't hear about UCLA and USC leaving until they left. Yeah, they we didn't hear about Colorado belt. leaving until they left. Do you think this is a negotiation tactic in the public to try to get out? I don't know how that. I, yeah. They can't do it. They can't really get out without losing a ton of money. Oof. All right, let's talk a little uh, Southern Miss, shall we? Could be a big rival for the Cajuns. Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald hopping on on a Wednesday afternoon. Yacht Rock Sports Chat, 103.3. The Goat. You Let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Wendy's is open till midnight or later, so you can give in to the craving and go night mode. Now all of your favorite menu items just got their bedtime extended. You can get what you want even later, like the Baconator with six strips of bacon or the Perfect Fries and Frosty Duo. If you're up later, then so are we. So go ahead and pull through the drive-thru. When the craving hits, go night mode at Wendy's. Open till midnight or later. All right, see ya later. At participating U.S. Wendy's, hours may vary. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. These Acadiana businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics on 103.3 and 1420 The Goat. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Classic Rock 105.1 and Hot 107.9. Acadian Ambulance, Harrison Paint, Baloo's Outdoor and Repair, Ernie Insurance, and Asian Palace Buffet and Grill. Support these businesses that support the Raging Cajuns game broadcast of football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and softball. Bring all the action into your home, car, smart speaker, on your phone, or wherever you work all year long. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a UL booster, it's easy to join the winning team. Support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics by becoming a UL broadcast booster. Just contact Mary Gallion by calling 337-233-6000.
Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashana now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. 103.3 The 